Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. It's back, the ultimate motorsport prize, a trip to the Indy 500. Get this, return flights for two, four nights in Indianapolis, plus transfers, reserve seating, race tickets and driver parade. Police escort a two-seater ride in a purpose-built Indy car around the track itself. There's meet and greets. It is the complete VIP treatment and unlike anything before it. The prize is not being auctioned, it's being raffled. Tickets are just $20 and all proceeds go to the Peter Duncan Neurosciences Research Unit at St Vincent's Hospital. Go to the ultimatemotorsportprize.com.au to get your tickets now. Thanks, Pertech, you bloody legends. Welcome to another edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered, the only podcast that talks with the legends every single episode and not about them. This is Best Of, a chat with one of the game's greats from their Legend Series interview already in our library of legends where none of our interviews or episodes ever date. This one is with a guy who played in the 1970s, 1980s and 1990s. He was a tiger, a seagull, a New South Wales blue and an Australian kangaroo. He recorded 100 club games and he was a guy that changed the way the game looked forever. This is Larry Corowa, MBE. If you enjoy this quick chat with the great man, you'll just love the full interview. It's unfiltered. It's awesome. It's episodes 262 and 263 in the library. Here's the Black Flash. Enjoy. Speaking of the nickname, what's the nickname now? As life has changed, so too is how we speak to one another. The original nickname, I would imagine, is unacceptable or inappropriate in 2022. Well, it's only inappropriate to other people. To me, I love it. I'm proud of being black. Yep. And Black Flash is what I am. And, you know, people have asked me, you know, it's inappropriate. I said, yes, no, you can call me in that. You don't find it offensive? I don't find it offensive. I, I, I think it's a, an acknowledgement of, you know, the name that what I played for mm. down there, you know. So, you know, they call the Rick, Ricky Wolf the Black Cat, you yeah. know, the Panther. So, yeah. you know, and but, you know, it, it doesn't bother me. I love um, it. So anyway, everyone out there, you can call me the Black Flash or the Flash, whatever you want. doesn't bother me. Naturally fast, naturally athletic. Did rugby league, even in the early years, did it come easy to you? I didn't know how quick I was until I got to Canberra. Really? Yeah. I I did athletics at school, won a couple of races, but um, I went to um, Sydney for a carnival, state carnival, and I come second in, a long, in the long jump instead of sprinting. Wow. So it sort of didn't sort of come to me until I got down to to Canberra and started um, playing down there and they flicked me straight onto the wing at Woden Valley. Ah. So that's where it all started from, you know, but, mate, I was a beanpole back then, you know, so, (laughs) you know. I have heard the story previously, the details I'm sketchy on, but from here – 
there was one or two stops before you got to Balmain. Canberra was one of them and the most famous one. I'll let you fill in the blanks. Was there another stop between Tweed, Canberra, Leichhardt? No. 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 Straight straight out of uh, Tweed to Canberra. Yep. My uncle was in the army at Duntroon. Okay. All right, so he come home and said, what are you doing? I said, nothing. He said, come down, I'll get you a job at, in Canberra. So he was based in the Duntroon after coming out of Vietnam and being based in Canberra. Mm. So I got a job at DAA, Department of Aboriginal Affairs, yep. and the bloke that was working there called Percy Knight made friends with me. What a small world that is. Yeah, and Percy said, where are you from, mate? And I said, oh, I'm up at Tweed. He yeah. said, you play football? I said, yeah. He said, come to training. So that Thursday I went down to training with um, Waden Valley Rams Yeah, and Peter Fardell yeah. played for the Tigers. Yeah. He was the coach and a few other good footballers were amongst them. So, and we had a, f- a few Koori fellas that, also played there. Um, Joey Will- Williams's uncle, Neville, I played with him. Okay. He was the halfback. Percy was in the centres. Um, Ali Coe and um, myself was on the wing, so. Did you have an undefeated season down there with the Rams? No, well, Monaro? Monaro, yep. Okay. <clears throat> so and that's fo- what shot you guys sort of on the radar? Yeah, the following year we signed, me and Percy signed for Monero. Yep. Uh, sorry, Queenby and Kangaroos. Okay. Under Billy Sullivan, who was our coach. Yep. And that year, we made that Monero side. Yep. Which Donny Ferner coached. That's it. And that's where we went through undefeated okay. and got picked in the New South Wales countryside that played up here against the Southeast Queensland mob and got picked from there to play the city country match. And then shot to, to superstar in 78, yeah. Rugby League loves a feel-good story. 78 was certainly that for you and for Rugby League. You'd appear in the big city. You debuted for the Tigers at 21 years of age, played 21 games, 24 tries, part of a very rare club that has scored more tries than games played in their first season. What a year and what a feel-good story that is when you look back on it now. Yeah, those... Those first two years were my best years at the Tigers. Were they? Oh, yeah. 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 Unknown. Um, just come onto the scene and um, just sort of – it was just the club that made made me settle in so quickly mm. and to play football. Um, and, and the fans, mate, unbelievable, you know, and especially playing at Leichhardt Oval, you're right. Yeah. You're right there with the fans and uh, – it was just an unbelievable couple of years, and it's just it was just mind-boggling for me to, um, you know, to firstly go to um, to Balmain, but then to be picked in the um, the Kangaroo Tour. Oh, wow, you know, and uh, the following it was an experience over in England mm. and France, um, and I was grateful that I didn't play in a test over there because they would have smashed me the, the poms over there because back in them days. Oh yeah. Yeah. Tough oh, as can t- be. Tough yeah. as can be, yeah. Any episode, any time, our interviews never date, never, any of them. Over 500 to choose from. Download the lot and rip in, legends. Mate, any discussion about the 78 tour cannot go without asking about the famous or infamous bar fight with the band, the 
jam. Yeah. You were right in the middle of it too from all reports. I was right there in the line waiting to get a drink um, and our manager, uh, Jimmy Caldwell. Yes. Um, Jimmy was probably about in his 70s about back then, you know, yeah. uh, not being disrespectful, but he was um, he was in front of me and the band was in front of Jimmy. Yeah. And Jimmy had a couple of drinks yeah. after the game and – the bloke who was in front of him got annoyed with Jimmy because he was bumping into him. Anyway, he just turned around and just went, Wooshka. Hit an old man like Jeez. that. Well, I was right behind Jimmy, so I jumped in and started throwing him, right? Yeah. Someone else was walking past and they yelled out, we're in trouble over here. The next minute, Tommy come down. One bloke he didn't want to come down. Yeah. And then the mayhem started. Boydie, Alan McMahon, and a few others jumped in. And uh, after that, the they, the jam got jammed was the, I the motto. I bet. Terrific. No test matches on that tour, as you said, but you did in 79, a 35 nil win over Great Britain at Lang Park. And, of course, there was a try. Um, Larry Corowee scores on debut everywhere. Um what was that like standing there at 22 years of age representing your country and wearing green and gold? Very proud moment. Yeah. You know? Um, and it was the first time that my parents come up from the Tweed to wow. watch to watch the game. Yeah. Like you wouldn't get my father to to move three hundred metres away from his house. Yeah. You know. So to get him out of Tweed into up into Brisbane yep. with my mother was um, a highlight, you know. So um, makes you ten foot tall, yeah, and want to perform. So, but anyone can perform on that in that team, mate. You know, it was superstars, superstars. I often ask this question um, to mixed responses. Who do you think was more proud that night? as the anthem was being played, you or your parents? I'd say my parents. Mm. My parents, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, because they they haven't been to a, a rugby league match like that mm. and with the crowd like that. And to see their son out there in the green and gold, yeah. that is probably the, you know, the proudest moment for them, for me to see them there in the... I bet. You know. Did you get to see them in the crowd? Were you able to pick them out? No, I no. couldn't. No, I was too busy, focused. Yeah, good man. <laughs> um, you'd also play in the Interstate Series for New South Wales over those two years, 78, 79. Uh, that was before the Origin concept was even born, but it was equally as brutal and perhaps even more physical, I believe. And that's 78, 79? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and it was, it was strange because – we had we had blokes like Arthur and um, <laughs> Kerry Boasted playing for and Rocket playing for New South Wales. The legends at Pertec are a fabulous sponsor of Andy Raymond Unfiltered and super proud of their Protect range of products. Biodegradable and environmentally friendly, the Lanolin range is Australian made too. The Protect range of products is available from the 107 Pertec stores Australia wide. 
Check out all the details on their extensive range of Protect products at pertech.com.au. Thanks, Pertech, for your continued support of Unfiltered. After just six seasons with the Balmain Tigers, you walked away. I think you were 26. Why? Yeah, well, I got a call from um, one of my family members that um, my mother was diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, she eventually had two mastectomies and had them both cut off. And at the end of the year, I I got a phone call from my sister again. Said you better better come home. I'm not going to force you, but um, she's got six to twelve months to live. So that um, that sort of made up my my, my mind. Um, I've got to get home because I left home when I was fifteen. Yeah, you know, and I've seen her probably twice or three times in 10, 11 years, mm. and um, that sort of once I made up my mind that I'd had, I'd retired, I've had enough. And the game was going in a direction that I didn't like. It was too defence orientated. So yep. um, I, ca- I come home, mate, and you know we got to. Uh, she got to see her grandkids, mm. and uh, within eighteen months, I think she passed away in eighty-seven. Too Fam- young. Family over footy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every time. Yeah. I think yeah. a lot of a lot of people would do that. Mm. You know. In 1991, Larry, after nine years away, hmm. a pair of boots were thrown at you. How did that happen? And you returned. Yeah, well, Graham Medic, he tried to ring me just then, but <laughs> he was coaching the, the Seagulls reserve grade and I, he asked me to come along to give him a hand and do a bit of sprint coaching and, you know, help the young kids out and... Well, the first grade side went up to I think it was Gladstone or Rockhampton, and he, and um, I think uh, Macca might have been the coach. Yeah, Bobby at, McCarthy at that time, and he took a fair squad with mm. him. So it left it left Wombat Bear. Then there was a couple of in, a couple of blokes pulled out, so he had the bare minimum. I think fifteen players um, at Valleys on a hot, stinking day early in the year. And I'm sitting down in the dressing room there talking to one of the boys and next minute this pair of boots come flying at me. And uh, I, <laughs> I grabbed him and I threw him back <laughs> and I started talking to him and next, this other bloke and he, he threw him back and it hit me again. He said, I need you. I said, go away. <laughs> he said, mate, I really need you. We're short. And um, of course I was training with, with him during the... The off season and that I said, oh, all right, I'll fill in, fill out in the. He said, no, you're in the centres. <laughs> Thanks, Wombat. <laughs> you're a great mate of mine. Anyway, we played uh, Valleys and I went all right. So the next week we were playing someone else and uh, he still had them boots. So just continued on and uh, they come to with a um, with a contract to. Um, for me to play for not one more year, and um, I said, "Yeah, okay, I'll help the kids out." Yep. So and I ended up playing a couple of games in first grade. You know, so, but then, mate, the game was so quick back there. Uh, by the time it I changed. had that, it changed so yeah. quick. You know. 
The best of Larry Corolla. We hope you enjoyed. The full interview is episodes 262 and 263 in our library of legends where none of our interviews or episodes ever date. So you can download the lot, you can rip in and get amongst the best rugby league talk there is. Make sure you come back soon, legends. UltimateMotorsportPrize.com.au Tickets are just $20.00. All proceeds go to charity and you could be going to Indy.